0: Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this t- is Stay, Stay on, on Target.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at Stay on Target Podcast. <coughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> oh, my gosh. God, good grief, John.com. Uh, So this week, we are talking about uh, the Nintendo... Was it a Direct? What was it?
0: Yeah, it was a Nintendo... Do you need something to drink? Yeah, I got my water here. Okay, all right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about um, some of the uh, the cool games coming out of that. Also, might take John to the hospital in the middle of this. (laughs) And um, so, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Dislodge the water that i apparently
0: inhaled night. <laughs> on the breath it was just like i inhaled and something went in my mouth and it just hit the back you know where it's like a piece of dust just like hits the back of your throat yeah and then yeah, it's yeah. just like and then you take a drink of water and you inhale it a little bit and it gets yeah. even worse that's yep. exactly what just happened so
1: yeah uh, um, so uh anyway um yeah so we're gonna talk about nintendo stuff and right. uh and then we also have uh, some pics of the week I love it, dude. But first, John, uh, what have you been up to this week, dude? So this week,
0: I have been doing the kind of normal things. I played some. Uh, I actually played some Warzone with you. Um, oh and, yeah. Uh, you know, or, or over the I don't know. Was that the weekend or was that like what well, was it? Was during I the week remember. or something?
1: I so have no idea. We were no gone idea. on the weekend or something. I um, think anyway. Oh, mm. the, I uh, thought it was the weekend.
0: Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Oh, so we don't... went up on Sunday or Saturday. So it might have been Friday night. Friday night. Okay. I think it was Friday all right, night. All right. But uh so Warzone was good. I it's funny, like in having not played Warzone for almost this whole season and then getting it at the end, um there's always like that element of like, well I can't like I'm not gonna buy the battle pass now because like I can't get the thing that I would wanna get out of it, which is Toto. As you drive around in the vehicles, they'll play, you know, Toto Africa by Toto. Um, and uh, that was the one thing on that battle pass where I was like, man, that would have gotten me to, to get the battle pass. But I'm not going to do it because I'm getting in so, so clo- far, you know, close to the end and uh, not going to be able to get that high up. Um, it's like level 80 something. Anyway, but then there's also the element of like, I always am curious. I'm like, how will I play like he's like, hmm. man, I haven't played in a really long time. So like, am I still any good at this? Or is it like all just kind of, kind of completely forgot that
1: sort of thing? But I did
0: pretty well. I'm, I'm very, very happy to say that I did pretty, pretty well. I had. Uh, I know, what had was a, the,
1: uh, what was the top place? Where, where did we place?
0: We placed second. I okay. was the last right. one to, to go okay. down and I took out four people at the end. Um, I just didn't have enough health to survive that last person, so it was. Uh, I think I had. I think I had five or six uh, total kills on that that game, um, okay. and so. But at the end, it was. It was just like you know, people were going down left and right, and I was like, they were like, you're the only one, and there was you know, <laughs> I was wiping out in the process of wiping out you know a team, and then there was one other person from a team that had like stayed up on the ridge, and I'd broken their shield earlier, but they dropped down and took me out whenever I was all you know weak from uh from fighting this other team so anyway i uh i was i was very pleasantly surprised that my skills from apex legends actually transfers over fairly well into uh into warzone
1: nice nice yeah uh i've been playing a lot of warzone um recently as well because like the uh they're finally uh after about a year and a half changing them about to change the map yeah. Um, there's a, uh, there's like a, basically a zombie infestation that's been moving around the map. I think we kind of talked about this maybe. And yeah. uh, there it's are. Been going, that missile zombie silos. thing has been
0: going on for a really long time, I guess. Since feel like. the start
1: of this, this season. So it's, it's usually those seasons last like, uh, I think it's, what is it, 80 days or something like that? Yeah. Um, like three so like three months. A little less
0: than three months. Yeah.
1: So um, they've been. Moving around the map, and there's these missile silos that opened up, and then so now, like as you're going around, I don't, I don't think we hit one the other night whenever you were on, but there are these huge, these like warning messages that start flashing across the screen, and you hear like the, like those noises, Mm -hmm. and then there are like missiles flying through the air and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, Um, and so it's definitely coming. It's they're gonna nuke this whole thing, and somehow it's gonna send us back in time to the 80s. And this map, map is going to be remade into a version of itself from, uh, you know, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, like, the giant, like, dam won't even be a dam. It will be, like, some kind of, like, aqueduct thing. And uh, the, like, stadium will be some kind of, like, I forget what they said. Not the call. I, I want to say Coliseum, but that can't be right. That's way too far back in time. Anyway... <laughs> um, so we've, I've been playing a ton trying to uh, just get as many wins in my belt uh, just in case this new map is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And um, so the other night uh, over the weekend, we um, we uh, 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 won two times in a row.
0: Nice. Not two times in a row.
1: Two times we did one quads two times that. Day. Oh, okay. not two times okay. in a row. But well, still, you
0: have won two ice in a row before. Yeah,
1: um, we w- we ended up looking at like recently we looked at our you know how, where you rank you know with mm-hmm. all the other players, and um, I from what I remember, I think I'm in the top one percent or zero yeah, percent. Top or one or two. Like uh, yeah. Yeah. It was it was crazy. It was I was like, wow, that's insane. Well, now, um, now you got pressure now of all players because you have to maintain, Chris. yeah. Yes, I know. I have to I have to maintain that.
0: So whenever the new um, map drops, you're yeah. and and you inevitably lose more because everybody comes back to the game and like, you know, it's just like there's just more random things that can affect that win ratio, you know, the yeah. the, the, the win ranking. Um I feel like you know, you're you're padding it out for that. Like you're just kind of like mm. getting, you know, get yeah. them in there now. While you know, it's like okay, we'll build this up. You're probably in the top, you know, five, you know, point five percent, like half of a percent at this point. But uh, but yeah, you know, and then whenever it drops, it'll be like, okay. Well, I'm still good, still good, still fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm super pumped for it. I'm like, I'm ready for this to uh to change and to to have an too, update. Man. I I mean, we've talked before how much I love first person shooters. It's just something that I am good at and um. I I can remember whenever I whenever uh, I finally got an Xbox 360, and back in the day, and um, I got Modern Warfare 2, and I was like, I have to become good at this. Like I <laughs> suck real bad right now, but <laughs> I am going to put in the work and the time and become good at it. And mm-hmm. so I did it, and I am good at it and uh i must maintain my goodness at it
0: i mean that's you know that's the way it and you kind of just pick one too because like you know you pick one and you're like i'm gonna be good at this one and yes. then you you know you just hope that the ed transfers over to the others and a lot of times it does sometimes it does not um like sometimes well, it they you, make uh, bad games right of you like release Let's a game and it's like well this it just doesn't feel right anymore it's the same same franchise even you know it just doesn't feel right anymore um so, yeah, dude, I, t- I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, another thing that I've been doing this week, Chris, is when, when we talk about the indie uh, indie stuff later – um, we'll talk about a game that they announced uh, the next Ollie Ollie game, but I, because of that, they put on sale the other Ollie Ollie game that's on Switch, and so I've been playing that a little bit here and there. And uh, so I've been playing Oli Ollie One, which is like a skate, side-scrolling platformer/skateboarding game. And so like you use your thumbstick to kind of do different tricks and to jump and things like that, and then land is on your uh, is a button on the right. And the timing and things like that, it's just a, a super fast kind of uh, a chain these things together just to make it to the end. Like, you could go completely wild with this thing and try to five-star every single course. You could try to uh, to, like, learn all the different tricks. I'm just, like, at this point, just trying to make it to the end of the level so I can move on to the next level. And in, in the middle of it, it feels very much like a Sonic game, where it's like a, uh, just a really rapidly fast, like, okay, land on this thing, jump off this thing, bounce on this thing, go over here. And uh, and that's super fun to me. Uh, it's It's been been fun to jump into it, especially because, like I said, it was on sale. I actually had the, uh, you know how, like, the the eShop. They'll have, like, they'll give you the Nintendo points or whatever, the gold points or whatever, where you can use it uh, to discount other games. I literally had enough in there to get the ali the ali game for free, because uh, it was on sale for, like, two bucks or something. Like that, and I was like, "Okay, sweet, I'm going to do that. Try it out." Um, so now that makes me even more excited for uh, for the Ali Ali game that's going to come out later this year, which we will talk about a little bit later. But that's what I've been up to this week, Chris. Is it, other nice. than Warzone, anything else you've been up to this week? Nope, nope, nope. That's about it. Well, sweet. I think we're going to talk about the Nintendo stuff later, but first, the pick of the week. Pick of the week. <laughs>
1: All right, Chris. What is your pick of the week? Yes. So my pick of the week is uh, actually something I did do this week. I what? take it back. <laughs> I tricked you. <laughs> um, I uh, watched on Netflix. Uh, I think I've talked about uh, Nate Bargatze before. He has a new stand-up special out called Nate Bargatze: The Greatest Average American, and it is it is very good. Um, it's not as not as good as his first um, stand-up special. Um, I feel like he had, you know, like his first dance special was, you know, the culmination of uh, years of uh, his entire routine. And um, this was more just more recent stuff, but still really good. Um, He uh, uh, recorded. So he's from he's from Nashville. Um, He uh, he recorded it um, in the pandemic and so he was. T- he was on Joe. It's, it was. It's was interesting. Some interesting, like behind the scenes stuff. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he was talking about how um, it was hard. It's he it just like it's been hard to do stand up comedy in the pandemic. So like, but uh, because like, so for this special, he's like, I had like an hour worth of material. But like I couldn't see anyone. They all wore like the audience was wearing masks. He's like, so I couldn't see their reactions. Yeah,
0: socially distanced.
1: And so he's like, the first time I did this set, he's like, I got it through in like forty five minutes because I like <laughs> I couldn't, I was I just like there was like no time. I wasn't letting any time so for them to laugh. And so uh, he said the next time they like piped the laughter through his uh, through a wedge so he could actually tell that people were laughing, um, which I thought was interesting. Um he but he, he on the on the Joe Rogan show he was also talking about how like during the pandemic they were doing um uh they were doing drive in shows. Mm-hmm. And and so he kind of had to get used to that there too, like where you just you just literally can't see or hear the people. You're just up mm-hmm. on a stage all by yourself, and like he's like some like sometimes you know like they would honk you know if they, if they were right. if they were laughing and stuff like that. He's like it was it was weird. Uh, he he told a story. He's like you know if someone in the middle of your set decides to leave, you know you just get hit in the face with headlights, and they're like trying to back out and figure out how to get out of here. Uh, um, but it was uh, it's good that's my that's my pick of the week. Um, I like him a lot. Um, I also just uh, as I was trying to find the name of that, uh, there's apparently a new Brian Regan special on Netflix that I need to nice. watch so uh, I haven't watched that yet, but I also love Brian Regan.
0: Dude, it's it's fascinating to me like the the move for like a lot of these uh comedy specials over to like Netflix and uh and primarily Netflix. Like I don't know of any other streaming service that's like really doing a ton of those. But like doing like the stand up thing um on Netflix, like it's just a fascinating move to me because it's like they're willing to put money into it and yep. and you know, to, to kind of be the the the, the like the leader of that marketplace of that like hey with the stand-up comedy streaming platform of choice is netflix you know it's right. not it really like you're not like oh i'm going to Amazon prime to check out that uh that next you know it's comedy special it's like well that's just not a thing um so yeah dude fascinating yeah. and I, well, it's, cr- it's, it's just like an it, interesting thing
1: that used to kind of be hbo back in the day um, good point. They would they would invest in, uh, money into it, and then that's I mean, where you, the only place you could really see all these that and like the comp what is it is it comedy Comedy Central yeah and uh, and actually I don't even know does Comedy Central still exist is this still no a channel idea. no <laughs> idea man that's uh, a good so, good question I mean I, pff, I I don't know all I do is watch Netflix now so. Yeah. There's I that. mean, and
0: that's, and I think like with the, with Netflix doing that, like it's, again, it's for them on a monetary side. It's like, oh, this is, you know, lots of people, you know, get in and they watch these things. It keeps people around, you know, keeps people watching things on Netflix. But also, it's just like, a, it's not at the same um, amount of cash output as like a series or like a, you know, the next like big movie or whatever them trying to get the rights to. Um, so it's like, it's a relatively low investment, but high, high return. And so it's just, it, it's a, it's a nice thing for streaming to have
1: going for it, you know? Okay. So here's, the th- I, I just, <laughs> I have YouTube TV and apparently I have comedy central. It is still around. <laughs> nice. Um, I just never watch it. Uh, I'm looking at like, okay, what's on, on right now. And, It looks like it's just Office reruns and South Park reruns and The Daily Show. That is literally all that is on TV today, tomorrow. And then a bunch of infomercials. Futurama. This is not the Comedy Central that I remember.
0: Yeah, I mean... and. I mean, not, like, not that I necessarily like left it on Comedy Central all the time. So maybe some of those things always were there, like the infomercials and stuff like that. I'm, maybe that was still I'm a thing saying that,
1: this is this is all just like sitcoms, though. The like yeah. I'm, I don't, I'm through three days now. Schitt's Creek. Uh, I mean, yeah. Hmm. Like that's all that it is. Is just these sitcoms.
0: Like kind of sitcom reruns. Reruns, yeah. It's like it's basically like what TNT used to be, you know.
1: Yeah, Which basically. I'm not sure, what,
0: what, what is TNT doing with oh, Comedy Central taking their No, thing.
1: TNT has uh, original programming like now. Oh, do they now? I mean, they have, they still do like reruns and stuff like that. TBS yeah. does more of the like Big Bang Theory. They, uh, gotcha. they lean more on like the nerd side of things. You know, like mm. they have Conan. He kind of leans more in that kind of like uh, more nerdy kind of like vibe. Um, TNT has like actual like dramas and stuff like that gotcha gotcha like police police procedurals and that kind of stuff
0: yeah dude it's just such like the uh the entertainment industry like the ever-changing you know it's like some companies are like oh now we're doing this over here no like, oh, now we're doing this <laughs> over here and it's so like yeah. it's just such a strange shifting thing like you look back and at like the, these channels like back whenever we were like
1: growing up it's oh, like, yeah. completely different than they I mean, are they now. were the, that was the only way you watched anything
0: yeah yeah. Well, it's like that was, you know, and you had to get people to buy in on them. I, there's a uh, documentary I want to watch. Um, it's about Nickelodeon, like whenever they like started Nickelodeon, which was the first all programming for kids channel um, on cable or whatever. And like they talk about like the executives like in the, in the, uh, the trailer or whatever, talk about how it's like, they're like yeah, we had to, like r- a lot of trouble getting people to buy in, like people with shows to buy in for this stuff because they were like, no, no, we need to be on a non-cable TV show, like TV station. We need to be on, like, you know, on Saturday mornings. Like, that's the only place that we're going to sell our show to. And so Nick Floyd was just like, okay. Well, let's just make a bunch of shows, then, you know. And so that's why, like, that's how Nickelodeon kind of started with the original programming, and and uh, like uh, that documentary. I'm I'm really interested in watching it to go through all of their kind of history and the different different phases of what Nickelodeon was, like, you know, from our growing up of like all that and uh, and those phases all the way back to before that, and then whenever they did Nick Jr. and stuff like that. So um, I'm, I, I'll uh, I'll share that with you uh, if if you, if you're interested in checking
1: that out. Maybe we can. Yeah, that be. Like, yeah, you should send it to me.
0: Um, but dude, yeah, dude, man, like cable shows, like back whenever we were growing up, it was just like, that was where the, like, that's where it was, man. That was where it was at was like cable. And, uh, nowadays it's about streaming where it's like, oh man, it's all on the streaming. You know, it's, I I can't remember the last time somebody, you know, it was like a super popular show was on like a cable, uh, thing. And it was like, if it was on a cable station, it's like became popular after it hit the streaming service after like the first season or whatever.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, it's uh, TV. It's it's well. So I was I was talking about this. I mean, we've kind of talked about this now uh, on the show. Everyone used to complain about their cable bill, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I think about now like I'm subscribed to uh, YouTube TV, mm-hmm. MLB TV. <laughs> yeah, uh, those yeah. are the two big ones. Yeah, those uh, are the, the big, big expensive the ones. Big t- yeah. Uh Disney Plus, you know, this is the cheapest one. Um, Hulu and Nef- all for the and Netflix and all for like and HBO Max, sorry, all for different reasons. Yeah. And it's like, and there are legitimate reasons, you know, like sure. uh, you know, f- even down to Hulu where I'm like, okay, I could literally watch everything that's on Hulu, m- most of the things like Boss Burgers and all that kind of stuff, like live uh off of YouTube TV. The thing I can't watch, however, is Seinfeld. Yep. Yep. And uh, maybe that will change. Maybe I'll like get rid of Hulu TV whenever uh, or Hulu, whenever uh, Seinfeld moves to Netflix, that's a high probability.
0: Mm. I mean, honestly, um, yeah. I mean like, it, cause I don't, cause like I literally said, don't can watch anything else on there. Yeah, yeah. You can watch pretty much everything else everywhere else. Um, yeah.
1: But like, well, we're back in a scenario when I'm paying just as much, if not more for the things that I watch as I did whenever I just had direct sure. TV, you know? Yeah,
0: sure. I think, like, the other thing about that is, though, like, and, and from a, uh, like, the reason that this is happening is that the, it's not, that money's not being funneled through a cable provider, right? And so, like, if anybody just has internet, they have access to these things, rather than it's like, oh, I have to find a, a cable provider or the satellite provider or whatever, or have somebody come out and set it up or whatever. But most people have, have internet, um, and it's already up. But then also, like, I never subscribe to cable or satellite or anything, but they're getting me. Like, I mean, I have like I have like uh, HBO Max right now, and I have Disney Plus right now. I don't think I, I think I uh, I I was like oh, I'm not watching my Netflix right now. Let me just like you know get 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 off there for the moment. I'm not watching Hulu right now. Let me get that off for the moment. And so like I'll I'll go through two at a time really, and kind of just go at it from that. But like so, not only are they getting the people that used to pay for cable to pay the same exact price <laughs> for these services, they're also getting people. Like me, where it's like I've never paid for cable, but now I'm paying like I I'm paying for half of cable, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm paying for totally. what, what what like you know twenty percent, twenty-five to thirty percent of a, a cable bill would be, you know. And so yeah, it's just like it's a it's a fascinating way that the market has gone. And then you're just kind of cutting out the cable companies altogether. Despite the fact that a lot of the you know these me- big media companies are partially or wholly owned by uh, these big guy like, cable and, and uh, companies like AT & T and stuff, so they're getting it from every angle, John. yeah, dude. there's just there's finding ways. there's finding ways to get into that, get into the, your 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 pocketbook, you know your wallet there, you know they're sneaking their way in there.
1: Uh, so John, yes.
0: Oh my goodness! This of time is this is pick of the week. Of the week, week? Yeah. <laughs>
1: what what is what is your pick of the week?
0: I completely forgot this pick of the week. My pick of the week this week, Chris, is the game control on mm. uh, on Xbox Series X. So there's the uh, a control, and they they just recently had the uh, the ultimate edition, like the big update that was for Xbox Series X. So the new consoles has all the awesome graphics, has the ray tracing, um, and I'm playing through that game, dude. And first of all. Let me just say... I really love uh, Remedy, uh, like the the Quantum Break game. I haven't played Alan Wake, but I I, uh, I like the vibe of I've, of what I have played. Of it. I haven't played through the whole thing, um, but I really loved Quantum Break's gameplay. And this game is definitely giving me those vibes of like, oh my goodness, this is some really cool gameplay. And unlike like Quantum Break, it's like sometimes it was it was pretty. It was a very pretty game, but it like it you could see the seams. Like whenever whenever things would blow apart, you would see like. Oh that that texture didn't really render very well or it would pop in or like things would get blurry or the frame rate would drop a little bit but dude control this version of control it is solid man with i i'm been playing in, in you can play in two different modes you can play in graphics mode which is what i'm doing um and that's 30 frames per second locked the whole time with ray tracing on and then you can play in uh what is it performance mode which is 60 frames per second locked with no ray tracing and like you can bop back and forth at any time so like if if it got to the point where i was like oh man i can't I I I feel like I just need some extra frames per second, or I wanted to want to be able to feel a little bit more fluid, or whatever. I could just switch it over, Um, but I haven't ever felt like that so far. And man, this game is gorgeous. Ray tracing makes a huge difference in this game in particular about like how the how realistic and how how well rendered the world just feels. like the first moment of this game, like you, you you kind of come in and you walk into the lobby of a building and with, with the ray tracing on and everything, you can see all of the reflections and all of the, all of the different surfaces. So like you can look into a, a picture with a paint, uh, a pane of glass on the front of it and see yourself and see the street outside and see the reflection of the other window, like uh, as, it, as you're going outside and man, it is just a gorgeous looking game uh, from those, those lighting perspective um in uh, in that graphics mode um As far as the gameplay goes, it's amazing. The writing, this is uh, just like with Quantum Break. The collectibles, I want to find every single one because even the ones that don't relate to like the story or don't tell like a side story or anything like that, the ones that are just basically world building, they're still fascinating in and of themselves to read and to uh, to you know, I I very much enjoy like doing uh, uh, an hour or so of of gameplay and then going back and reading through all of the stuff that I picked up uh, along the way and uh, getting kind of context for some of those things that you encountered and things it, it dude it's just a fantastic game i uh i am loving my time with with control
1: that's awesome all right so my pick of the week was nate bark god oh, now i forgot the name of it his latest stand-up <laughs> on netflix just look for the one that says 2021 that's not uh, the and, one called tennessee kid
0: and mine is uh the game control ultimate edition on xbox series x <laughs>
1: All right, John. So for our uh, main segment this week, we are talking. To, was it a Nintendo Direct? What was it?
0: So it was a it was a Nintendo Indie World Direct. That's yeah, okay. it's the, the most ridiculous name of this thing. Like they used to call them Nindy Directs, which oh I liked gosh. better, even though ah, it's it's, it's pretty worst. cringy. Um, yep. but like, it's way more, it's way more like, it's less confusing than Nintendo indie world direct. <laughs> I, it's like, you just took like four words and shoved them together that, and hopefully you come out with some meeting and I don't get anything from it. Um, yeah. but Chris, there's some cool yeah. looking games.
1: Mm. Yeah. So, uh, you guys should go check, check out these, uh, this, it's things like this when i are like, I wish we were a video, uh, show, but, Dude. um, the uh, these trailers go check these out. Um, because these are kind of like our picks from, or actually, John's picks that he sent me that I agree with. Uh, that from this um event. The <laughs> first agree. one, uh, John talked about earlier, Ollie Ollie World. Um, which I guess is a follow up to two other Ollie Ollie games. It's, yeah, a, it's, uh, it's got, a, it's got a different art style, it's like a s- side scrolling uh, skateboarding game, kind of not pick, quite pixel art, but kind of like close to that.
0: Right. Um, the very first one, the one that I'm playing through now is pixel art, and then the next one has a little, a little bit more 3 and then this one's even more 3D than that one. Specifically in the the uh, the new one, Ali Ali World, that's coming out later this year will have like branching paths that you can choose from um, and, and some story like, where, oh, you can stop and talk to this NPC or whatever and get like side quests and things from them, it appears. So um, that, that's the part of it that I, I it initially appealed to me. I was like, oh man, this is kind of cool exploration, skateboarding Platformer looks looks awesome.
1: Yeah, dude, looks great. Um, the uh, the next episode or not next episode? The next game is one that I'm probably the most pumped about out of this entire oh, yeah. list we're talking about is Ninja Turtles: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge, a side in brawler brought to you by the same developer who made Scott Pilgrim versus yeah. the World, the game.
0: Yeah, dude, and they were uh, the same people who did uh, Streets of Rage or whatever. Like, there's uh, that that publisher is is publishing this as well. So, yeah, dude, it's a uh, this one. It looks fantastic, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, um, check that out because, like, I mean, I, I mean, I just can't wait for this. This is like so like Turtles in Time, notorious for being a a great like uh, game. One of the one of the greats, I, but it's just like real hard. It's so hard. <laughs> like I. I, I've never beat it. I've never even really made any substantial progress through it. Right. Um, we all know that I I like Brawlers, but I'm just not good at them. Um, hopefully, this is easier than that, or at least there are like difficulty levels or something that make it sure. better. Um, but uh, I actually did... The one game that was kind of like this that I wanted to try was... Uh, I don't even know if it came out. Um, did the... Crap! What was it? It was the Battletoads. Did Battletoads ever come out? Yeah, that did come out. That came
0: out on uh, on Xbox. It's on Game Pass actually. So yeah, I, the thing about that one, I don't know if it launched with uh, like online multiplayer. Like it was only couch co-op uh, whenever it launched, I think. And so I'm not sure if they've updated to have like other. And that's why I didn't initially like play it whenever it initially came out because I was like, oh man, I don't I don't know if I want to you know dive into that by myself. You know, it takes a lot for me to dive into a brawler by myself. Um, a lot of times, but. Uh, that did did actually come out, and uh, I suppose it was good.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, the next game. Sorry. Side note: the
0: music it. in in Shredder's Revenge. It, like on this trailer, I, like you mentioned, like hopefully it retains yeah, like, hope that music for it. Yeah, dude, because it's it sounds awesome. Like it's such a cool uh, kind of like chip toony kind of a of a of a soundtrack vibe. And uh, but like with obviously where you're like you're like man, this is like sort of chip toony, but also like I don't think you could have replicated this on like an SNES sound chip or anything um, because it's just too complex. Um, similar to the way that like uh, a lot of the um, Sonic Mania tracks. Like, were very, like, too complex for the, uh, for like the, the sound card of like an old, uh, Genesis. But they're like, they have that vibe where it's like, oh, you captured the essence of that and then said, what does that sound like in, you know, in the, the 2020s or whatever. So.
1: Yeah, dude. Uh, so this next game, talk a little bit about this one. Um, I mean, it was not being spoilery, but, uh, yeah. the next one is Oxen Free 2. Yeah. Lost so, Signals? I can't remember. Is it Lost yeah, Signals? It lost
0: Signals, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Oxen Free One and I had to like after I watched this trailer, I was like, I need to play Oxen Free One again. Um this was, this was a game I played was it two years ago, three years ago, came to Switch. Um And it's a kind of – you choose dialogue choices, but it's like a puzzle, platformer, side-scrolling type of a game. And it's a a, a, kind of a sci-fi horror setting or maybe more just horror setting where you're walking around an island and you're trying to determine like – what these different radio signals mean and like what happened here and like what's going on with this with this island and uh, yeah, essentially like you're you're in some ways like trying to reunite with some like you get disconnected from your friends and things like that and you're trying to like just like reconnect with all of the the group that you entered the island with. Um, and so this game is like a sequel to that. And I, you know, that's about all I'll, I'll say. Like the first one was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to have to go back and replay it because I don't remember what happened at the end or I'll end up just like reloading my save at the end, like reloading, whatever my last save was and just replay through the last like 15, 20 minutes of it. Um, just to refresh my memory of like, where, where did this end up? If this is a sequel to that, how, like how, how is that? How is that a thing? Um, but, dude, the voice acting in this game, like, every single line was voice acted. You got to kind of choose, like, dialogue choices, and some of them mattered, and some of them didn't matter as much. But all of them, like, were uh, were very well acted, where it's like, hey, you know, this is, this feels like real people. Like, you know how, like, some games you, like, you play through, and they just don't feel like they're necessarily, like, real characters and, and as as deep as as you would like. But this, like, feels like, hey, man, these are, like, real teenagers. They could be just, like... Anybody, any of your friends back whenever you were uh whenever you were you know trouncing around trespassing and uh in places you shouldn't be whenever you're a teenager.
1: Hmm. Um okay, so then the uh the next game we were highlighting is Labyrinth City. Pierre the Maze Detective. Uh so this is a weird looking game, dude. <laughs> it's like a it looks like a A side-scrolling, but sometimes isometric 3D kind of Warriors Waldo maze-like thing that looks maybe like they're in the world of... Uh, Dr. Seuss?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, it's like... It's, I don't know it's, how to describe it. It's as if you took, like, a Where's Waldo book and were like, what would happen if you're walking, like, trying to find your way through these giant crowds of people and these, like, mazes and labyrinths of, uh, of you know, M.C. Escher-style-looking staircases and stuff. It's just... This one, like, it was just the art style where I was like, man, I, I really want to play this because it's such a striking art style.
1: It looks real cool, like I. I, Although I, this is me knowing myself. I don't. I wonder how like rage-inducing it will be. Like I can imagine if I am wandering around a maze of a level for hours. I mean, and I assume this game was going to take hours. So, like, is that actually fun or is that just like annoying that I can't figure out how to get out of someplace that never. As I, I that's never the fun parts of games that I enjoy side note remember the gorgon maze in destiny oh my gosh <laughs> good Lord yeah I do and that was never the funnest part like that was my least favorite part of that entire raid
0: yeah yeah the uh the fascinating thing about games like this and like art styles like this where I'm like man this looks so cool but like it's also somewhat overwhelming where I'm like how like is are my am I going to get a headache from playing this like in the dark or like, you know, it's, it's just so many bright colors, very contrasty type of looking colors. And uh, there's, it looks very busy on screen. And so, um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some questions I have about it, Chris, but it doesn't look like anything else I've seen before.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, then we have a couple of games from, uh, Anna interactive and both these trailers, I watched them, John, Yes, and and I I don't even know like I don't know what they're about, mm-hmm. but I don't. I, this one called Last Stop looks cool, um, but this one called Hindsight, I'm like that gives me no information and doesn't <laughs> at all make yep. me want to play this game.
0: Yeah, so that's the thing about like Annapurna games that I I both love and is is just fascinating to me because because Annapurna like the that publisher is basically like a uh, they started as a art movie movie, art house kind of a, of a, of a uh, outfit and then they transitioned into games where it's like okay let's put out like what are art like high art kind of video games and we will fund those and publish those and so they they did things like Florence like that's a that's an Annapurna game like they did things like uh, like uh, oh man what were some of the Oh Outer Wilds that's one of my favorite games from from last year or whatever and so like they all have a, a similar kind of a vibe uh, from a like storytelling perspective, we're like, oh man, this is like it's heartfelt, it's it's well thought out, that sort of thing. But then the gameplay can vary drastically. You know, whereas you're just like, I have no like, you know, translating this is the same publisher of Florence is the same publisher as, you know, the uh the Outer Wilds. And it's like, man, this is those are two completely different video games. Um but at the same time, it's like they have they have a very similar like I, at the end of them. I had very similar feelings at the end where I'm like, man, that was that was a cool, good experience. Like, I, and so that's the reason why I wanted to put these on there is just because like I don't know what either of these games are, but I'm willing to give them a, give them a shake because it's Annapurna uh, Interactive publishing them. So,
1: all right, well, um, those are our main picks from the Nintendo. Uh, indie Direct or whatever it was called. Indie World indie Direct. Indie World Direct.
0: Or maybe even... Chris, it may even be <laughs> the Nintendo Indie World Showcase Direct. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um so yeah, check out check out those those game trailers and uh I don't know when any of them come out, but um most of
0: them this year, like most of them we're saying cool, this year. Cool. That's now, great.
1: obviously these are indie
0: games like people who who put out indie games a lot of times they'll be like, "Ah, you know what? Need more time." And they'll put it out, you know, later and that's all good, you know.
1: Um yeah, well, that's it for this week. Um, hopefully, we get to actually watch some of the stuff that we're supposed to be watching again. By that's true. we, I mean me, and uh, <laughs> we can review these things. Uh, in the coming weeks
0: as a side note chris whenever i was looking at like oh you know you know let me see what what's what's going on let me make sure i didn't miss any like news or anything big news this week i saw like they've put out and by they i mean warner brothers and uh, hbo um max have put out a trailer for the uh quote-unquote uh, Zack Snyder Justice League trilogy, right? And I was like, oh my gosh is this new news? Is this a thing that's like you know, that that, that he's like gonna do a trilogy of the Justice League? But no it, they're calling, what they're calling like the trilogy is Man of Steel Batman vs. Superman and Justice League, uh, Snyder Cut and it's like a 5 or 10, like it's really long trailer And it's literally just, like, the scenes... Like, I I was like, if I was not... If I hadn't watched these movies, watching this trailer would not make me want to watch them. And then, second of all, it would spoil everything. Oh, no. (laughs) It, like, had so much stuff. I was like, what is this? Because I thought it was going to be new, like, information. But no, they're just, like... It's a marketing thing for HBO Max, I think. It's, like, where they're saying, this is the place where you can go see... Like, where you can come to watch the Snyder verse. Justice League, so movies. Which I don't know. I just it's just such a strange way to like shoehorn in the marketing for this uh, after the
1: fact. Totally. You can find us online at StayOnTargetPodcast on social at Chris 250 and John Wright seven 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 and at Stay Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.